Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. This program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. <laughs> in my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health, and when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. You can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information on that site. All the product lines we talk about are there. The Longevity Nutritional Supplements, the CTFO CBD Oils, the Cerule Stem Enhance Ultra, the X39 Patch by LifeWave, the Pulsed Electromagnetic Therapy Unit that you can find under the Circulation section of the Trinity of Health tab, and last but not least, the coffee I drink, Gano Excel. And I drink the classic, love the stuff, been drinking it for about 10 years or more, and uh, it's really pretty much the only coffee I drink on a regular basis. If I'm at home, that's what I'm drinking. If I go out, then I'll drink what's around. But when I'm at home, the only thing I ever put in my cup is Gano Excel. Great stuff. It's actually healthy coffee. It detoxifies you, clears up your skin, tastes really good at all temperatures, hot, cold, and everywhere in between. It's great stuff. And everything has money-back guarantees, so if you try something you don't like it for some reason, you can get a refund. But uh, every all the purchases support the show. And uh, that's all you're paying for is the products. The information is always free. And uh, hopefully you'll share it with other folks as well. And uh, just happy to help out. So anyway, uh, if you have any questions about any of that stuff, you can click the Contact Me button, send me an email or call and leave a message, and I'll get back with you as quick as possible. Also, on the Radio Shows tab at the top of the page is the uh, chat room, or excuse me, the archive set up through castbox.fm. And if you scroll down a little further, you'll see them where there's, there's all the show information, when they're on, how to listen, all that kind of thing. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see the Facebook button for the Facebook page set up for the show, as well as the chat room. And everybody knows what those are for and how you use them and all that good stuff. You don't have to sign up for anything. You can put an, an anonymous uh, message in there. I'll see it. Um, or you can sign up and put a you know little emoji or icon or whatever the thing is, all that kind of stuff, whatever you call it. And, uh, boy, that Robert and Chuck trying to call in at the same time. <laughs> but anyway, um, the, uh, oh, goodness, noisy in the background there. Um, but, you know, anyway, just keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the People's Patriot Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own due diligence and your own research so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. Now, also... Keep in mind that, uh, well, 
well, keep in mind nothing. <laughs> the number to call into the show, <laughs> excuse me, is uh, 614-426-8787. 614-426-8787. One last time, 614-426-8787. If you're on Skype, use Sarge45ACP. That's S-A-R-G-E, the number's 4-5, and the letter's A-C-P as in Paul. Send a contact request, mention you're a listener, and we'll get you approved, and you'll be able to call in from that point forward anytime in excellent audio quality via Skype, which works much better than the phones. And here ends the reading of the morning spiel. <laughs> so, Robert, if you want to call back, I don't know, buddy, you dropped off, and I think Chuck tried also. So uh, lines are open. If you guys want to call in, feel free. Uh, I've been scrambling, running like a head when my chicken cut off this morning. I just sat, literally sat down in the chair here um, less than 60 seconds before airtime. And I was a little teeny bit late getting on because I had a bunch of things on my screen that I had to clear off. And one of them accidentally hit the restart button. But luckily it gave me an option to say later. <laughs> so anyway, otherwise my computer would have gone into restart mode and we'd still be waiting. But... Uh, Anyway, so, uh, Robert, if you want to call back, or actually, I'll call you, because I'm sure you had something. If you were calling in that early, you must have been wound up to talk about something. Either that or, hey, there he is. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Sorry about the mix-up. Oh, you're not in a very good position or location. Everything's real scratchy. No, I'm not. Um, yeah, I did call you, but that was my fault. I thought you were off the air, so uh, disregard. We're okay, good. no I'm problem. Good. So I'll be listening. Thanks. Okay, catch you later, buddy. Take care. And Chuck, if you want to call in, feel free. I don't know. At least it looked like you were trying to call. I wasn't sure. But anyway, um, either that or Robert hit yesterday's button, which had both Chuck and him in it, and he may have called both <laughs> at the same time. So uh, anyway... Typical stuff, craziness and live radio, but um, just cleaning up the desktop here a little bit so I have a little more room to, nothing's working the way it should. Anyway, <laughs> tomorrow, man, there's only a few days left in May, my goodness, Monday and next week is the June 1st, wow, going to be interesting, some crazy times going on, you know, the uh, lockdown orders here in Ohio are set to expire uh, Friday night at midnight. And you can bet that sometime between now and Friday at midnight, that little dingbat, um, what's her name, Amy Acton, the head of the Department of Health here in Ohio, will probably sneak in another thing, extending it even further. You, I would, that's my prediction. Um, because if they if they don't, then if what's going to happen is all the uh, all the orders and everything for reopening all that go out the window. So they've got to re-extend it somehow or another. But basically, we're still under a everybody-needs-to-stay-at-home-except-for-essential-travel-and-stuff-like-that order, which I've been pretty much ignoring since it was originally issued back in March. And I will continue to do so because it's unconstitutional and a definite violation of my God-given rights. So uh, they can kiss my grits. But um, that's uh, that's what's kind of going on. Uh, technically, uh, officially, the, the thing ends at midnight Friday unless they extend or, or amend it, which I'm sure they are going to do. And it will probably continue to keep everybody locked down and, you know, put more draconian rules on the, you know, people that are working and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that really bugs me, you know, it's one thing, you know, here in Ohio, they originally were going to require 
uh, customers and stores and whatnot to wear face masks, and then they thought better of it because they got hit with so much flack. So they made it optional and basically put it on the business owners, whether they wanted to require it or not. And we have had some that do and some that don't. And luckily, most that do have the common sense to realize there are exceptions, such as the Americans with Disabilities Act and that kind of thing. And uh, But I feel bad for the employees. You know, it's one thing, you know, as a customer in a store, I go in there and I don't wear a mask ever. I don't care what they say. If, if, if there's a place that flat out requires it, like Menards, you know, they will not let you in, even if you say you've got a Americans with Disabilities Act condition uh, that prohibits you from wearing a face mask. They say tough. And luckily, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not positive, but I think there are some lawsuits against Menards now for that um, because they're a flat violation of federal law. They cannot uh, not allow someone into the store uh, or deny access to the store because they can't wear a mask. But they're doing it, at least the one here locally. And I've seen uh, videos online of other people going to other stores in the different areas. Same thing. They're met at the door, put a mask on or you don't get in. If you're under 16, you don't get in. And that's age discrimination. There's no reason whatsoever for that. And service animals discrimination. Again, violation of ADA federal law. They cannot do the things they're doing, but they're doing it. And I'm hoping that somebody files suit. You know, I just choose not to patronize the places. I decide I'll go wherever they're not going to violate my rights. Although I've been tempted to go down there and try it out, try out my little card and stick it in their face and put them on notice while I'm recording them and see what they say. But, you know, quite honestly, it's not worth the hassle. i got to drive way out of my way to do it, you know, because it's not, I don't have one close by. And uh, I'm just not going to do it. But again... <clears throat> As a customer, I have the ability to say, no, I'm not wearing a mask. I have a condition that prohibits me. I mean, wearing a face mask is uh, uh, detrimental to my health, which is true. All the studies, I read the one yesterday by um, uh, Russell Blaylock, which is an excellent, excellent uh, study. I sent that to my wife, who's an RN. I figured she might find it interesting. But uh, I also need to send it to my buddy who works for FedEx. He's battling with them. But uh, the thing is, is I have yet to find a single study that says face masks are helpful, especially if you're healthy. You know, if you're not symptomatic, you should not be wearing a face mask, period. But the idiots out there that have swallowed the Kool-Aid that's been poured down their throat for the last three months are, and now we're seeing all the stuff where yesterday I saw a clip, uh, Alex Jones had it, um, both uh, Tucker Carlson and um, Sean Hannity played it on their shows last night of a poor woman in, uh, in a grocery store in Staten Island, New York. One woman not wearing a face mask, and all the social justice warriors, you know, virtue-signaling idiots wearing theirs, were just all over her like ducks on a June bug. And they were yelling at her, cussing at her, telling her, get out of the store. Uh, they basically chased her down the aisle. Don't know if she actually left or not. But uh, this is something that happened, I guess, last Friday, from what I understand. <laughs> but it's going viral now. And it just shows the level of ignorance and stupidity that the... And, and I was thinking on the way here, uh, I was out driving around this morning, had some errands to run, I got home just in time to get on the air. Um, it seems like it's in the blue states. The Democratic-run states are the ones where these people have taken on a vigilante uh, status 
and are literally going after and attacking people that are not following the so-called you know official norm directions and they actually you know they have this holier than thou attitude that i'm superior i'm right you're wrong and you're you're you know affecting my health which is insane <clears throat> if someone's healthy it's just like the old vaccine thing you know if vaccines work and you've been vaccinated why should you care if i haven't been because you're protected if you're wearing a face mask and they work then what difference does it make if that other woman's not wearing one? But they can't see the, the logic because they, quite honestly, don't function on logic. They function strictly. They're worker bees. They're drones. They attack. And that's their, their mode. When they see something that they've been told is bad, they attack. And there's no rhyme or reason. There's no rational explanation. You know, that, that woman probably could have held up one of those little cards of mine, said, I've got a condition that prohibits me from wearing one, and they wouldn't have cared. Because they're ignorant morons that have swallowed the Kool-Aid. They believe everything the talking heads on Gamius News Network say. And they just attack. And that's why I never leave home without my 45. <laughs> Quite honestly. You know. Um, if I have a crowd of crazy people coming after me. And I'm in fear for my life. Shame on them. You know. Bringing a stupid big mouth to a gunfight is not a smart thing to do. You know, I'm not saying I'm just going to open fire on a bunch of people, but um, if I feel in fear for my life, if somebody's starting to get physical and that kind of thing, shame on them. You know, I'm old enough that, you know, like I say, say I'm, I'm too old to run and too young to die. <laughs> and I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about it, man. <clears throat> but that's the sad thing. It, this, this kind of thing should never happen in America. And it all started you know, first and foremost, with the public fool system. But it was really brought into play with Barack Obama, the usurper. And I will not say President Obama because he wasn't a president. In my, my opinion, 45 should actually be 44. Because everything that happened for the eight years that Obama was occupying the White House was unlawful. He was not qualified to be president. And I'm hoping that one of these days that truth comes out and the chickens come home to roost and everybody in the democratic party that put him there should be tried for treason now obama can't be tried for treason because he's not an american citizen or a u.s national or anything else for that matter you know he alleges to be but he's not you know to my knowledge you know when he went to um uh you know he's born in kenya there's virtually no question of that but when he went to um Indonesia as a child with uh, Barry Satoro or Lolo Satoro. If he even had U.S. citizenship at that point, it was renounced. It was given up because he became an Indonesian citizen in order to go to school there. That was a requirement. And to my knowledge, there's never been any change in that. Not to mention the fact as a national, naturalized citizen cannot be president. You have to be natural born, which he was not. So no matter how you slice it, Obama was not, his real name is Satoro, Barry Satoro. He was not qualified to be president, therefore everything that he did while he was in off that office for eight years was null and void. Every bill he signed, Obamacare should just vaporize into thin air. You know, the whole shooting match, every executive order he wrote, everything, gone. And that's a major thing. 
you know, but because of that, in my opinion, the 45 is really 44. Because we had eight years where we were without a president, a proper lawful president. But anyway, he started all this stuff. He really drove the wedge of separation into this country. You know, we haven't seen this kind of separation since the late 60s. It was bad back then, it's bad now, and it's all because of Satoro. And it's getting worse, because his deep state people are still entrenched. Instead of cleaning house like he should have, Trump is still dealing with those people. Every single person that was in the, in the administrative branch of government should have been cleaned out and started fresh. And we would not be dealing with a lot of the things we're dealing with now. If he'd have cleaned out the FBI when he came in, Comey wouldn't have been there. <laughs> and all those other turkeys. Everybody in the upper echelons of the FBI should have been cleared out. And he wouldn't have had to deal with all this junk that he's dealing with now. Roger Stone probably wouldn't have got, had to go through court. Flynn wouldn't have had to go through everything he's going through. So in some, some cases, Trump has really screwed the pooch. You know, but again, when you're an honest person, you think like an honest person, and you expect other people to be honest if they're supposedly in government, which was a big mistake. And as a result, you know, as they say, burn me once, shame on you. Burn me twice, shame on me. He should be cleaning everybody out of there. And hopefully that's going to happen soon. But bottom line, you know, we've got issues in this country right now because it's not just, you know, in the old days when somebody from the other side of the aisle got elected, you basically weren't happy about it, but you dealt with it. Okay, he's the president, so I'm going to back him. And that was pretty much the case until Satoro. You know, I was not happy that Clinton was in office, but by golly, he was the elected president, so therefore he was the president. I wasn't happy when the Bushes were in either, <laughs> but by God, they were the elected president, so, you know, we were stuck with them. But Obama, I mean Satoro, whole different story. I never accepted him as president, never will. Because I've seen enough evidence to show that the dude was not qualified to take that office. Period. So everything he's done while he was there, and again, he's the only president in history that leaves office and then goes around bad-mouthing his successor. And again, that's, that's uncalled for. Totally disgusting. But that just shows that he does, does not have the best interests in the United States at heart. He has an agenda, and he's going to push it whether he's in office or not. And all his little minions are following him. I saw a thing the other day that shows that he was the most, still the most admired man in the United States for the last 12 years running or something. I don't know who posted it and ended up on my Facebook page, but all the people were saying, oh, yeah, he was great, he was wonderful. I said he was a, in capitals. I was the biggest scumbag ever to, to walk the streets of America. And I said I look forward to the day he's uh, arrested, tried, convicted, and imprisoned or executed. And uh, never got any response back. I don't know why, but I figured somebody would have flamed me. But be that as it may, you know, it is what it is. Excuse me, just a second. But uh, anyway, the situation we're going through right now is something that should never have happened in this country. And what really is sad is the fact that 
people have bought into the a probably you know this is bigger than the moon mission this is bigger than the income tax because it's worldwide of course people believe worldwide that we went to the moon too which is all baloney and i can't believe they're talking about going back again and then on to mars ain't gonna happen but um the thing that really bothers me is the division in this country when we should be uniting and we are, you know, everything is done to keep us at odds. It's all a great big psyop. You know, the, the lies that we're told, the people that put out these models are the same people that put all the models out for the other so-called pandemics. And they were never, ever, ever as bad as they led on to. And in this case, it was really off the mark. And yet, people are so stupid that even though the people that came up with the models were wrong, dead wrong, they're the same ones that are saying we should be wearing face masks and we should be socialist distancing and all these other things. Okay, if they were wrong on the first thing, I'm going to be very suspect of everything else that comes out of their mouth. But because you've got the lamestream news media that are parroting everything they say and attacking anyone who goes against that stuff, you've got the vast majority of the generally dumb public that listen to this stuff, whether it's on Communist News Network or their local networks, they're all parroting the same thing, and they're taking it as the gospel truth because they're stu too stupid to do their own research and find out the truth. They just believe the lie because it's like Hitler said, if you tell it long enough, loud enough, and, you know, whatever the other one is, um, whatever. People believe it. And that's what's going on. These people have literally swallowed the Kool-Aid. And as a result, we've got something that is nowhere, you know, I personally believe when it's all said and done, if the truth was known, it would be nowhere near as bad as the seasonal flu. Now, granted, whatever this is, is having its effect on certain groups. You know, mostly the immunocompromised, the aged, and basically anyone who is nutritionally deficient is what it boils down to. Because everything that they're doing, whatever makes them a susceptible person, it's all due to, you know, nutritional deficiency. So if you're taking the nutrients and you're doing the right things, even if you're just doing minimal stuff, you know, if you're just taking a lemon juice of half a lemon every day with some, you know, raw honey and hot water, you're doing enough to protect yourself against this and virtually any other bug. Far better than a flu shot, far better than any other vaccination out there. And yet, that truth, which is truth, is never being allowed the night to see the, the, the light of day by the news media. Why is that? Because the news media is bought and paid for by Big Pharma and Bill Gates and George Soros. And their agenda is not towards keeping people happy and healthy and alive. It's just the opposite. It's killing off as many people as possible. And how do we do that? We do that through drugs. We do that through vaccines. We do that through uh, all the issues that, number one, are causing so many other causes of death. Because this, this so-called disease is not the real problem here it's everything that's happening because of the lies the suicides the domestic violences the um, you name it the kids that starved to death because the only meal of the day they were getting was at school and that good grief if that's the case those are some nutritionally deficient kids because i'll tell you what school lunches are not healthy 
especially the crap they're putting out now. You know, when I went to school, they tried to keep things as halfway decently balanced as, as, as it could be. You were actually getting some <laughs> halfway decent food. You know, it was it was totally devoid of anything nutritional, but at least it wasn't Franken food like we have now. And where these kids have a choice, you know, most of them are, are eating hot dogs and pizza and fish and chips and crap like that all the time. Fried foods like crazy, uh, pot- potato chips and soda with every meal. You know, those kind of things. When they're doing that, they're just destroying their bodies, and that's why kids are so sickly in this day and age. Uh, Even in the Christian school I used to teach at, every single kid, almost to 100% of them, every day, they were buying soda for lunch, drinking it with the whatever crap that, you you know, the school lunch lady would put out certain things, and then they could also pack their own stuff. But, you know, I used to watch them, what they were eating, and the stuff that most of the kids were eating for lunch was just absolute garbage. And that explained why that place was a giant Petri dish every year, mostly during the cold and flu season, but really throughout the year. You know, people are always sick. You know, it was very seldom that I had a full class. My classes weren't that big to start with. You know, the biggest one I ever had was maybe 13 or 14 kids. And when you have a situation like that and someone's always sick it makes it hard to keep a you know lesson plan going but at the same time you know uh, it's just not conducive to a good learning environment but you know unfortunately I was just a teacher I wasn't in control of things you know if I if I ran the lunch room I would say there will be absolutely no soda here you can get milk or water your choice um, that would be it but uh they had every kind of soda under the sun. It was just unbelievable. And, people, you know, the kids were always buying it. And then they had candy. Lots and lots of candy. And they were buying that stuff up left and right. Everything they were eating was crap. And what do we end up with? We end up with a, with a population that when something like this comes down the line, or something like 5G, <laughs> look out. Because it's going to knock the snot out of people. You know, nobody ever wondered. They never said anything. How come you're the only person that never takes a sick day? In the entire school, I was the only person for 13 years that didn't call in sick. I'll hand it to the principal. He was pretty good. He only took a couple. But I'm the only person in 13 years that I was there that was never sick one day. I was there every single day the school was open. Well, no, I missed one day. When I fell off the hay wagon and broke my arm, I had to have surgery. I missed one day for that. (laughs) <laughs> I missed uh, I felt I broke my arm on Wednesday had the surgery on Thursday I was back to school on Friday but um, other than that that's the only day only sick day I ever took and uh, it was because I took care of my body I didn't eat the crap that everybody else was eating I you know supplemented at least somewhat back then and then I got bored on on board with longevity in 2012 and that's when things really got good but you know, what do we have today? And the whole thing I was going to was, you know, they try and require masks of, of customers and patrons, but they really can't do that. But they're forcing their employees. You know, I was in, I went to a Kroger store this morning. I was also at the U.S. Post Office. I didn't get around to, I was just picking up a package from one of the lock boxes, And I didn't see the counter where the workers were. I don't know what they've got set up there. 
Uh, I've been in several times, but I've never made it that far in to see what they were doing and how they had things. I don't know if they had plexiglass set up or if the staff is wearing masks or whatnot. But there were only, there was probably 10 or 15 people that I saw in the place. And myself and two others were not wearing a mask. Everybody else that I saw were wearing face masks. You know, I went to Kroger. All the employees, I saw one person outside that was watering plants and stuff. She didn't have a mask on, not even down around her chin or anything else. I didn't see one at all with her, which is interesting. But inside, you know, everybody had one on their face. You know, several people I saw had it below their nose. So even everybody is looking at it as a joke. You know, as long as you've got this thing on your head somehow. That's all they're asking. Because, you know, I saw people bagging groceries. I saw other people stocking the shelves, uh, working in other capacities where they had the thing on, but it was under their nose and wrapped around their chin. You know, not a proper wearing of a face mask. You know, others had them on the way they're supposed to be. But the thing is, is, you know, I don't wear a mask because it presents a risk of physical harm to me. The people that are working there as employees are in the same boat. They're just too dumb to know it because they've swallowed the Kool-Aid and bought into everything else. Either that or they're just scared to death to say anything because they're afraid to lose their job. But quite honestly, I would love to see an employee somewhere have the guts to stand up and say, look, I've found studies left and right showing that these things are a health risk and that they don't do any good unless the person wearing it is sick and has symptoms. That's the only time I'm seeing where these, you know, if you're symptomatic and you're coughing and sneezing, you should wear a mask to stop the spray, for lack of a better term. But that's the only thing they do that's worthwhile. But for someone who is, you know, asymptomatic, let's put it that I'm not going to say healthy because I guarantee you that 99% of the people out there walking around are not healthy. They're just symptom-free. So for those people, they don't have the bug or whatnot. They're not hacking and wheezing, coughing and sneezing. There's no reason for them to wear a mask. And you got to remember, if you can breathe through the mask... You can also get whatever is floating around in the air. If there's bugs in the air in front of you and you're breathing through it, you're going to suck those things right in. That mask is not going to stop it. So to be asymptomatic and be wearing a mask is asinine. Not to mention the fact that, you know, like I said yesterday when I read over Dr. Um, uh, Blaylock's paper, there is plenty of evidence to show that, you know, when you're you have one of those things on. Yeah, you can get airflow through it, but it's not good airflow. And you're still getting a mix of what you're exhaling. And the things you're exhaling are getting trapped somewhat in that mask. And they're fermenting, <laughs> cooking, and getting nastier and nastier as it goes on. And you're rebreathing all that junk. That's not the way your body was designed to work. I can't stress that enough. You know, our bodies were designed to have free airflow. You know, the hairs in your nose and the mucus and stuff like that is designed to catch and trap things that you're inhaling. That's a perfect system that God designed for our bodies that works. And if your system is working right, that's all you need. You don't be needing a stupid mask. And like I said, most people, if, you know, they have the right kind of mask and if they're wearing it right, it's still not a protector because they don't seal 
even around the sides, you're getting things coming in that you're going to inhale. So there's no way that those things are valid for protecting you. They're designed to protect everybody else from you if you're sick and you're crap and, you know, stuff is expelling from your mouth and nose. That's the only time they're good. But to force employees to wear that is no different, in my opinion, than to force them to take a flu shot against their will. Unfortunately, the same people that are wearing masks probably willingly take the flu shot. And it's, you know, again, Hosea 4.6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And originally, you know, of course, that was designed for salvation. You know, we go to hell because we don't have the knowledge of the Lord and Savior and his, you know, um, sacrifice on the cross on our behalf. However, as most verses in the Bible, they have multiple meanings. You know, just like the uh, the section, I can't remember, it's in, in, the, in the Gospels, where, you know, wide is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat, but narrow is the path that leads to righteousness, and few there be that find it. That's talking about salvation, first and foremost. But it's also talking about what's happening in the public right now. Wide is the gate that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. Those are the people that are wearing the face masks, that have swallowed the Kool-Aid, that are doing all the stupid socialist distancing and everything else, and then narrow is the path that leadeth to righteousness, and few there be that find it. Those are the people that are smart enough to do their own research and realize that face masks are a joke, socialist distancing is a joke, and this whole COVID-19 thing is a joke. You know, when you have a situation where it only affects 0.001% of the population, and that's pretty close, 99. 99% of the population are totally unaffected by it and we're shutting down the entire economy of the world the greatest economy in the history of the world here in the U.S. destroying people's livelihoods destroying people's businesses destroying people's families because there are folks that have been cooped up at home and which is can be a good thing if you like your person you're married to or living with but if you don't it gets nasty and I'm, there's no doubt in my mind, there have been homicides through domestic violence. There have been homicides where kids have been injured and killed. Well, they wouldn't be a homicide if they were injured. But the thing is, is the stuff that happens at home when people are cooped up and frustrated. You know, they don't have a paycheck coming in, which makes them even more mad. And every little thing the kid does gets on their nerves. There are things that are going to happen as a, as a result, ramifications that will come along. And... Those things are going to far outweigh the real death and maiming and whatnot that has come from this, whatever it is. Whether it's a virus, a disease, a, you know, electromagnetic radiation, who knows. Whatever's causing this thing is nothing compared to what we're seeing from all the other things. This, the, the, the destruction that's coming to people's livelihoods, their businesses that they worked all their lives for. And you're seeing the guys last night, uh, Tucker had a guy on who's got a um, uh, jiu-jitsu uh, dojo in upper state, upstate New York, about three hours north of New York City. And he said today he was opening up regardless, you know, even though the, the governor's rules say he can't, he's doing it. And somehow or another, I don't know how he's doing it, he's taking one of the most 
um, contact sports of all. I mean, jujitsu, you're hands on. You know, I, I I did judo when I was a kid at the YMCA. That's a very hands on sport, and jujitsu is every bit as much because it's like judo along with a bunch of wrestling and grappling involved in it. I mean, you're you know wrapped around each other and all kinds of stuff. Somehow or another, he's taken that kind of a sport and turned it into a contactless thing. <laughs> I don't know how he's doing it. I'd like to see it. But um, he's basically bent over backwards, as many of these places have. They're, you know, taking temperatures. They're asking all the questions. They're separating everybody, all that kind of junk. And what I have to ask is, you know, if you're doing that, why can't you just keep doing it online? <laughs> Because, you know, if you're not having any contact between between people, I don't know how they can do that. But like I said, I'd like to see it. But the thing is, is he has every right to open his business up and say, we're going back to normal. If it was me, I'd say, I don't care what those people said. All the studies I've looked at saying this is a big hoax. It's a scam. If you want to come and do it, we're going to do it. If you don't like the idea, then stay home. You can come back whenever you're ready. You know, I see churches now. Um, there was a guy, um, uh, Alex Jones actually had him on, um, last week sometime and it was a church in I think Maryland, maybe, uh, same thing. They were, they were deciding to open up and the things that the churches are doing, even, you know, they're taking temperatures or making everybody wear fat masks and gloves. One church, if you take your mask off, they will politely ask you to leave the sanctuary, all this kind of stuff. They're somehow maintaining social distancing and, when we opened, it was like nothing ever happened. You know, we opened up, and Sunday we had so many people there, we, there was no way we could have maintained six feet apart. It would it would have been physically impossible. And our crowd still was not as big as normal. But it was, as far as we were concerned, nothing had changed. You know, it's like the power went out, and okay, the power's back on, so we're back. And uh, because the people there realize what a hoax this is and they know that we've all been sequestered for the last two months anyway so we know nobody's sick and as far as we're concerned we're going back to the way things were and the interesting thing is you know our church is an unregistered church government has absolutely no authority to tell us anything period and it's not a corporation that's that's the trouble is most churches have incorporated for liability protection and tax exemption. They don't realize that under Section 508 of the uh, IRS code, churches are automatically non-taxable. That's better than exempt. And you can still get tax write-off, which I question why any knowledgeable Christian would ever take their tithes and offerings off their taxes anyway. Number one, they shouldn't be paying the taxes in the first place, but if they were, were, they're basically having the government subsidize their giving to the church, which is not giving to the church at all. You're basically letting the government do it. A uh, whole different uh, story there. But the thing is, is churches have done it for financial gain when there was no reason to because they're already, the very fact that it's a church, they cannot be taxed, and the people that give to the things, if they're filing taxes, can't get a deduction. But... Whether that's neither here nor there, the big thing is the churches, you know, most churches have incorporated. Therefore, they do have to do what the government says, because what the creator creates, the creator can control. 
And where, when you're a, a corporation, you're created, your existence is reliant upon government. So they literally do have the right to come in and say, you can't say that from your pulpit. You know, the thing is, is because of the level of fraud that's involved and that people have been led to believe these things basically through, you know, unscrupulous uh, politicians who created this stuff in the first place, LBJ, and the fact that if they did it to that point and let a court case go through that actually put all the cards on the table, that would open the eyes of so many people that the apple cart would be upset. So they allow churches to claim First Amendment protection when in fact they don't have any because they're not a church. They're now a corporation, a government entity that has no rights has authorities from the government, period. And if the pastor gets into the pulpit as an agent of that corporation, he's got to follow the rules too. Now, what he says out on the street somewhere or something else, that's a different story. You know, he still may have some First Amendment protection there, but not if he's doing it on behalf of the church. <laughs> so I keep getting all these rabbit trails, but the main thing is, how on earth can they require employers to make their employees wear a face mask? And so far, you know, I haven't, I should have asked the lady that was outside this morning watering the plants. I said, are you putting a mask on when you go inside or do you have a condition that prohibits you from wearing a mask? Uh, it would be interesting to see. But I, you know, the other people that just have it below their nose, they're complying. They're just not complying. <laughs> But the thing is, is if I, you know, thank God I don't work for somebody like that. If I had a job where I was working somewhere, the first thing I would do is say, look, I have a condition, you know, the, wearing a face mask is dangerous to my health. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. And if you want to get involved in a suit between, you know, us and the, you know, Americans with Disabilities Act, fine, let's do it. Because... You know, something as minor as claustrophobia is a good enough reason to not wear a face mask. And the thing is, is they're prohibited from masking what your condition is. So the bottom line is they've got to believe you. They've got to take your word for it. But my condition is intelligence, research, and the fact that I know full well wearing one of those things is detrimental to my health. Taking a flu shot is detrimental to my health. That is a medical procedure that I have become educated on, and as a result, I opt and choose not to take part in that medical procedure. Wearing a face mask is as close to that as you're going to get. You know, having one of those things on for eight hours, ten hours out of the day, it's going to have an effect on you. And like uh, in Blaylock's uh, thing yesterday, they did studies where they check people that you know wore those things for long periods of time most of them got headaches you know if they had headaches before they were worse many of them needed medication to make the pain go away um, all kinds of things just more and more stuff to show that there is no science behind everything they're requiring and just as a side i saw something last night i thought was funny um, new york is opening the beaches 
you can, uh, I think with them, you're allowed to um, swim, but you're not allowed to lay out on the beach. Okay? So you can swim in the water, but you can't sit still and just sit on the beach. If you're on the beach, you have to be walking or swimming. Now, in California, it's just the opposite. They've opened the beaches where you're allowed to walk or sit on the beach, but you're not allowed to swim. And the funny thing is, is both states say that their positions are supported by science. (laughs) So I guess science changes from the East Coast to the West Coast. (laughs) But that's the kind of stupidity that's going on here. You know, the thing is, if you're outside, it's a proven fact. This isn't conjecture. It's proven fact. Sunlight kills this bug in seconds. The best place you could be is outside in fresh air and in the sun. And what are the idiots in government claiming science says? You need to be locked up in your house. You cannot come out. You must be wearing a face mask all the time. And uh, the, the only studies that have been covered as far as transmission on this show that the vast majority of transmissions take place indoors. And yet these morons are still requiring people to stay, including Ohio, still requiring people to stay in their houses unless they have a valid reason to come out. Now, my valid reason is I felt like going out. And if you don't like it, screw you. Excuse me just a second. But I'd love to have anybody that wants to think I'm crazy, you agree, whatever the case, especially if you think I'm crazy, call in 614-426-8787, 614-426-8787, or on Skype. love to hear what you have to say. Um, if not, I'm going to take a look at something I haven't had a chance to do in a while, see what uh, some of the news is right now. Um Shut them down. It's time to end tyranny of big tech censorship in America. That's for sure. Top CDC official says, get rid of all the whites in the United States to force vaccines on everyone else. Hmm. I saw something last night. Or where was it? It was a Facebook post, I think. Somebody was saying something like they need to kill all the whites in the United States, especially in Washington, D.C. They were going to put up these great big gallows and hang people, hang all white people until they were just rotting and falling off the thing. And then they would bring in the next batch and hang them. (laughs) I said, okay, there you go. Give that a try and see what happens. Brazil now becomes new global coronavirus hotspot, but uh, Bolsonaro doesn't even mention it in his cabinet meeting. He's the president. One thing I like about that guy is he's calling for all the citizens to be armed. That's cool. Vaccine czar Monsef Salawi has deep ties to big pharma. Hmm. Surprise, surprise there. Coronavirus isn't just a physical health crisis. UN report says it's also a mental crisis. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, is the, um, the young people are the ones who are least affected by the, the bug itself, but they are the most affected by the psychological aspects that are coming from it because they're so weak. And that reminds me of something I got last night on Facebook. I'm going to find it here real quick and read it. This is really cool. Um, <laughs> the other thing, introducing the training burka, which is a face mask, black face mask to get you ready to, 
Dr. Fasil Fauci. <laughs> he showed Fauci in his uh, Muslim imam garb. Complete control design. Anyway, uh, let me find this thing here. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> truck hauling uh, uh, porta potties, and the sign on the back says caution loaded with political promises. <laughs> That's a good one. And I think I put that on the uh, you know the, the your DIY health Facebook page. Did you know the Canary Islands? There is not one canary, and on the Virgin Islands, same thing. Not one canary there either. <laughs> Bet you were thinking something else, weren't you? Here's Hillary Clinton. Who said that you could come out of your house? We're trying to rig another election here. <laughs> New York City is allowing you to hang out on the beaches but not swim. California is allowing you to swim but not hang out on the beaches. Both claim science is guiding their policies. There you have it. Um, stock market on Obama's last day was 19827 Stock market yesterday was 23929 the worst pandemic ever. Wow, Obama sucked. Yes, he did. Um, a year's worth of suicide attempts in the last four weeks. California doctor calls for end for lockdown. National Review. And, of course, you've seen, I went into a restroom the other day. They had the little lines on the floor. And, you know, they're every six feet apart. And a buddy of mine posted, it says, looks like a challenge to me. <laughs> I give it my best shot. Uh, come on, where is it? I know I posted it here. And another one, uh, more polio cases now caused by vaccine than wild virus. Oh, yeah, that's been true for a long time. I can't believe I have that many things on here. Good heavens. I know I posted it here. And I didn't think it was that far down. Good heavens. But this was, you know, the difference between young people... And uh, the older generation, people in their 80s and that kind of thing. Oh, come on. I know it's here. It's really, really good. Well, good heavens. There it is. All righty. Something we need to relearn and why I'm reposting it. I talked to a man today. Talked to a man today, an 80-plus-year-old man. I asked him if there was anything I can get him while this coronavirus scare was gripping America. And I can say that the, I have a friend right up the street from me in the same boat. His wife is 91, he's 87, and anytime I'm at the grocery store, I always call him and ask if there's anything I can pick up for him, that kind of thing. Anyway, um, he simply uh, smiled, looked away, and said, let me tell you what I need. I need to believe at some point this country my generation fought for I need to believe this nation was handed, uh, we handed to, safely to our children and their children. I need to know this generation will quit being a bunch of sissies, that they respect, um, that they respect what they've been given, and that they've been they've earned what others sacrifice for. I wasn't sure there was a conversation uh, the, where the conversation was going, or if it was going anywhere at all. So I sat there quietly observing. You know. I was a little boy during World War II. Those were scary days. We didn't know if we were going to be speaking English, German, or Japanese at the end of the war. There was no certainty, no guarantees like Americans enjoy today. And no home went without sacrifice or lost. Every house, up and down every street, had someone in harm's way. Maybe their daddy was a soldier. Maybe their son was a sailor. Maybe it was an uncle. Sometimes it was the whole damn family. 
fathers, sons, uncles. Having someone you love sent off to war, it was le- wasn't less frightening than it is today. It was scary as hell. If anything, it was more frightening. You didn't have the battlefront news. We didn't have email or cell phones. You sent them away and you hoped. You prayed. You may not hear from them for months, if ever. Sometimes a mother was getting her son's letters the same day dad was comforting her over her son's death. I'll make this a little bit bigger. Oops, I knew that was going to happen. As soon as I did that, the whole thing followed up. Oh, come on, i got to scroll back to it. There we go. Um, where was it? Oh, okay. And we sacrificed. You couldn't buy things. Everything was rationed. You were only allowed so, so much milk per month. Only so much bread. Toilet paper. Everything was restricted for the war effort. And what you weren't using, what you didn't need, things you threw away, they were saved and sorted for the war effort. My generation was the original recycling movement in America. And we had viruses back then, serious viruses, things like polio, measles and such. It wasn't nothing to walk to school and pass a house or two that was quarantined. We didn't shut down our schools. We didn't shut down our cities. We carried on without masks, without hand sanitizer. And you know what? We persevered. We overcame. We didn't attack our president. We came together. We rallied around the flag for the war. Thick or thin, we were in it to win. And we would lose more more boys in an hour of combat than we lose in entire wars today. He slowly looked my way again. Maybe I saw a small tear in the corner of his eye. Then he continued, Today's kids don't know sacrifice. They think sacrifice is having coverage on their cell phone when they're driving across country. Today's kids are selfish and spoiled. In my generation, we looked out for our elders. We helped out with single moms whose husbands were either at war or dead from war. Today's kids rush the store, buying everything they can, no concern for anyone but themselves. It's shameful the way Americans have uh, uh, behaved these days. None of them deserve the sacrifices their granddads made. So, no, I don't need anything. I appreciate your offer, but I know I've been through worse than this uh, things in this virus. But maybe I should be asking you, what can I do to help you? Do you have enough pop to get through this? Enough steak? <laughs> Will you be able to survive with 113 channels on your TV? I smiled, fighting back a tear of my own. How humbled by a, by a man in his 80s. All I could do was thank him for the history lesson. Leave my number for emergency and leave my ego tucked under my ear, under my rear. I talked to a man today, a real man, American man from an era long gone and forgotten. We will not, never understand the sacrifices. We'll never fully earn their sacrifices. But we should work harder to learn about them, learn from them, and respect them. Here ends the reading. That's the kind of thing. I was saying this yesterday. You know, I went to went to these folks' house uh, 
Saturday afternoon, I think it was. And um, like I said, she's 91. He's 87. And when I go through that door, if I don't give them a hug and a kiss, they get mad at me. Not really mad, but they'll, they think something's wrong. They expect that. They're not worried about these things. They've been through stuff like this before, things far worse. And they're smart enough, they have the years of wisdom and experience to realize when they're having their leg pulled, when they're being lied to. Experiences that they still remember from when they were kids that we have never learned from. That's why so many people in this country today are so willingly giving up the rights that so many more have gone and fought and died for to preserve. Excuse me just a second. And if there's a lesson to be learned from this, I think this this whole thing today, what I just read, sums it all up. The fact that people are standing by and willingly giving up their God-given constitutionally protected rights in exchange for a little perceived safety, and that's what it is. It's not real safety. It's only perceived. They think they're safer because they're wearing a mask and because they're socialist distancing, but that's not true. There is no science to back up what these people are doing. Just the lies of people with alternative motives, all geared towards destroying this country's economy, destroying this country's president, and to get them under control to the point where they will willingly accept all the drugs and all the vaccines and die as a result. So I hope, you know, with my rambling today, hope somebody got something out of it. But I encourage you. Like I said, Monday was Memorial Day. Regardless of what you think about the military, the wars this country's been involved in, I can tell you because I was involved myself, people wearing uniforms are wearing it for the right reason. They just don't know what's going on. And unfortunately, that's the problem when they take advantage of the youth of this country who have been brain-dead and spoon-fed their whole lives. And then they're hit with the um, romance of war. And then they don't realize until they get there that it's not romantic at all. But the thing is, is they believe that they were fought, fighting for this country, for the freedoms that the Constitution secures. They gave their lives as a result. And we are sitting back here in relative comfort and just willing, willy-nilly just giving it away without even thinking about it. And that's what irks me more than anything else when I hear all these people whine and it's for our freedom and safety. Nobody is not expendable. As far as I'm concerned, when it comes to the, the Constitution and the rights that we enjoy in this country, every single person on this country, planet is expendable in order to preserve our rights and freedoms. I don't care who you are, if it's my own kids, if it's me, whatever. We have to make sure that we stand and save this country. It's the last bastion of freedom on, on the planet. So that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Michael Gaddy will be with us. Take care. God bless. Take care of you soon. <laughs>